0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. To you, Lord. When Jesus came to the other side, to the country of the Gadareans, two demoniacs met him coming out of the tombs, so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out, what have you to do with us, O son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a herd of swine, now a herd of many swine was feeding at some distance from them. And the demons begged him, if you cast us out, send us away into the herd of swine. And he said to them, go. So they came out and went into the swine And behold, the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the waters. The herdsmen fled, and going into the city, they told everything and what had happened to the demoniacs. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their neighborhood. The Gospel of the Lord. There's so many really interesting details in today's uh, gospel. Um, If you've ever kind of been or had the privilege of going to the Holy Land, uh, this area stands uh, in the kind of northern part um, of the Sea of Galilee, um, but up to the northeast. And so on the other side, on the northwest, is Capernaum, is everywhere where the Lord would have spent a lot of time. And so it's kind of directly opposite where the Lord would have had His dwelling on the Sea of Galilee. And so his presence has been on the one side of the sea, but you can see as soon as his presence arrives on the other side, there is this great disturbance. And so it is this tremendous power that comes with the presence of Christ that is manifest in today's gospel. A power by which he doesn't have to say anything. In Matthew's account, he says nothing, and the demons cast themselves out, right? He just simply makes himself present. So that's what one of the commentators notes. The Lord comes, and they come out of the tombs, they are agitated, they speak, they eventually decide and say to him, if you're gonna cast us out, do it like this. All he says is he simply affirms their judgment upon themselves. He says, go, that's it, the Lord says go. And with that one word, these demons that tormented not only the two men, but also the entire area whereby they could no longer even pass by that way, with all of their fury and with all of their anger, And with all of their power, their power is shown to be nothing in the presence of the one who is God. Their power and their words are seen to be nothing with regards to the power of one word from the mouth of Christ, go. That's it. He says one word, and with that one word they are dispelled. They are cast out from those whom they have tormented for such a long time. And so it is a powerful testimony to the presence of Jesus Christ that yes, while God is present everywhere as God, He is present in a particularly powerful way for us in the Incarnation. In the most perfect of ways, He is present to us in the Incarnation. God made man. God and man in the person of Jesus Christ present to us in such a particularly powerful way And we can see the power of this presence over the other presences of God, if you will, by the very way in which the demons react to the presence of the incarnate Christ. And this presence is continued for us in the mystery of the Eucharist, where the Lord himself is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, in no less real way than the way in which he stepped upon the shores there um, of of the Gadareans, right? So as he steps onto those shores, that same Christ is also present to us here. And so this shows us that yes, while it is possible to pray in many locations because God is everywhere, as sometimes people will say, there is a hierarchy of places to pray just as there is a hierarchy of presences of God in our midst. At the feet of Jesus is the most powerful. Close to his presence is the most powerful. And we can see that even the demons give a certain testimony and glory to the presence of Christ, even though that's not what they want to do. The very fact that they cannot tolerate his presence teaches us, again, for our own selves, that if we want to be liberated from all of the effects and lingering effects that evil has on our life, the presence of Christ is the place for that. Simply being in his presence is then intolerable to all of those things which afflict us and they are simply cast out. But also by his word, our engagement with the word of Jesus, with the words of God, that is also then has power over our life to cast out all of the things that should be cast out. The attachment to sin, all of the ways in which evil may have had influence over us is undone by the presence and the word of Jesus. It also then increases for us, hopefully, a desire and a longing for this presence One of the tragedies that we see in this gospel, which is filled with tragedy, is that after having liberated these two demoniacs, those who dwell in that neighborhood, they asked the Lord to leave. They asked Him to leave. They also, in a certain sense, couldn't tolerate His presence because they had lost certain things. But this is the disruption, if you will, that the Lord brings to our life. When he arrives, he disrupts the things that should necessarily be disrupted. The attachments that we have that we should not have. The lack of love that should not be there, he wants to put love in. The entire neighborhood, they value the the pigs more than their two brothers that they have had restored to them. They would rather have had those than have had their brothers healed. And so their love is imperfect. And because of these attachments, they do not want the Lord there. And so also for us, as we spend time in the presence of Christ and with his word, he also purifies our desires so that all of those things which should be cast out are cast out, and all of the desires which should be there are placed within our heart. And that desire reaches its pinnacle in Jesus Christ, the one whom we should desire above all things, God present in our midst. And this again is the reality for us of the Eucharist. The Eucharist is the measure, in terms of our relationship with Christ in the Eucharist, is our measure of our relationship with God. Our love for the Eucharist is our love for God. Our spiritual life is measured by this mystery. And so also we give thanks to God for the incarnation, but for the miracle of the continuation of that mystery in our, in our current time through the Eucharist. The powerful presence of Jesus Christ in our midst, this presence which brings healing, but also liberation. Amen.